We're recording if you want to hit it. I feel like it should be, um, this is, should be Christmas. <laughs> Um, gentlemen, Bartram. do you have your beverages? I do. I thought I'd play with this real quick. Okay. I like it. I think it looks cool. Yeah, clear my throat off mic again. All right. I'm gonna ready? I'm going to drink my beer mic. on mic. All right. Okay. Are you guys ready? Um, should should there be like a, a precursor? Like I like last night how we went on the count of three. And then I said two, and then you started. <laughs> Everybody else started two. It was pretty Should we start like differently okay, well, every time? Let's let's just, let's do the bar chant, and but to to start off with, we gotta count it down on the bar chant, okay? And then we're gonna do it. Count it down. <clears throat> Damn okay. it! I cleared my mic. Did you hear the, mm-hmm. um, throat throat. They caught uh, Jeff Jeff or uh, Mahar Mahadam Jaffe. What's his name? <laughs> Are you just name? making up a terrorist name? <laughs> no. I think that's no, what they the, do in the, the news, leader, uh, anyway. One really bad group, you know. His name is Mohammed Mar Jaffe. Muammar Gaddafi. Gaddafi. That's what it is. Yeah. They He's caught dead, him dude. in the no. They they caught him in the in the grocery store yesterday. He's not <laughs> trying to buy some. He wasn't actually dead. Potatoes. He wasn't actually dead. They caught him. Trying to buy groceries. <laughs> so the ex-leader of Libya, who was reported to be dead, shot to death. Is is all is like Jesse James. Can I just ask an issue? Is it like illegal to buy uh, groceries if you're dead? It's not. It's not really. It's frowned upon. So they caught dead Gaddafi buying groceries, or as you which, called him, which you know, Mohammed everybody should Muhammad. be allowed to buy groceries. Mo- yeah, what did I tell Mohammed Momar. Jaffe. J- Jaffe. <laughs> Jaffe. You Jaffe. added the uh, the Arabic influence Jaffe. to your pronunciation. Jaffe. No, is this real? Is this a real story? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> wasting my time. You know what? All of our listeners in Libya right now are extremely disappointed. Yeah, dude. They were hoping he was still alive. Or, or, or were they? What, well, how do Libyans... Well, you know, he does call live Libya? inside people. His spirit will always live on in the hearts of young school children. Last night I was talking to my friend, um, and I'm going to say his name, and I'm going to promise you that this is not a made-up name. I was talking to my friend BJ Love, <laughs> and um, I was telling him about um, right after September 11th, Time Magazine, I think it was Time, had... Um, a picture of Osama bin Laden on the cover, and the whole front cover was whited out except for his face. And the pose that they selected for his face was so adorable. Like I, I know that's sacrilegious, but it looked like a teddy bear, kind of like you wanted to hug it. He just had like the most um, pleasant look on his face. I was like, I can't hate this guy. <laughs> Maybe he's. It's like he's. He's like secure. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's not. Doesn't seem like he's worried about the U.S. coming after him or anything, right? I mean, he looked pretty, pretty content he actually. Looked, I mean, he he had a slight tinge of co- cocky rapscallion to him, but in general, he had a, a very pleasing face. Uh, he had sweet eyes. 
like sweetness sweet in his eyes. Yes. Well, that just goes you to, to that's because to show you Osama that bin Laden is uh, Barack Obama, the same person. But it just goes to show you that even somebody with soft, gentle, warm eyes can still, blow, you know, create terrorism. If you if you even believe he was a real person, I kind of believe he was like a made up person, like, like a like model. Jesus. Maybe he was just a model. Yeah, person. I think he he had this look on his face that was like I'm I'm cuddly, but it was also like I know something you don't know. And he, and with that big beard, that's like a kind of like a soft welcome to here, hug my face. Sort of thing, <laughs> you know. When I see a beard, much like yours right now, Jared, I often think about hugging someone's face. Yeah. Do you ever try to hug people's faces with your legs? <laughs> with your crotch, you mean? You hug them with your crotch. Oh, um, oh wait, wait, wait. I got this really awesome thing. It's called the hand, the finger hug. It's like a high five, but you hug. So let me, let me have a high five. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Let me have a high five real quick. Okay. And then you just do the hug. Oh, nice. Hug. That's comforting. <laughs> That's a thumb wrap around the outside of the palm for the people at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's really nice when you when you see one of your friends, you know, and it's not one of those high-fiving days. You know, it's a more sentimental day, but you don't want to get too sappy, so you're like high-fiving, but the hug. You got the hug there. Mm-hmm. That's great. It felt great. It actually felt really uncomfortable when I did it with you, but... I've never done it. Do you want to try it with me, Tim? Sure. All right. Um, right hand or left hand? How do we do this? Let's do it uh, right-handed, and concurrent to that, I'm going to take a picture of it. Ready? <laughs> You're going to take a picture? How are you... Okay. It's called a hand hug. That's a hand hug. Awesome. And I think more people should do it because you can't transmit quite as many diseases with the hand hug as you can with having sex. Because that's usually what I do when I meet my friends. <laughs> but you can still transmit like, some diseases. Bye, mom. <laughs> do I need to wash my hands? Yeah. Hand? Yeah, because I use toilet paper. Okay. I didn't touch you with my left hand, so I'd only have to wash my right hand. Hmm. And actually, I only have to wash every finger but the pinky because statistically, <laughs> the pinky is the cleanest finger. Uh, yeah, unless you got stinky pinky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, do I. I've been sticking my pinky in a lot of stinky. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and cut that cut that clip out for uh, when Tim runs for governor. <laughs> That'll be another one. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. On count of three, count of three. One. Grab your beers, gentlemen. All right, three, <clears throat> two. Ricky, Ricky rhyme, Ricky rhyme. Gum guzzle, bum cuddle. Licky lime, licky lime. Styrofoam hands break under pressure. pressure. Cheers for now. Oi! Delicious drink. Yeah, I felt like uh, that was a good intro to the podcast. Even though I know it wasn't the beginning of the podcast, we can still consider it an intro, can't we? Yeah, yeah, we can consider it. Five seconds of mumbly chatter is just what I need. Yeah. So, okay. I think Would you like to lead us? It's like waking up in the morning. Refrigerator. I opened my refrigerator. 
in your eyes. Let the sun pour through. I drink, I drink some water. I drink, I drink some water. I drink some water. Whatever, whatever, water. I stood up, I clapped my hands at you. I waited for you to clap back. Very good, Jared. Splen- yeah. Splendora, as the Latin people would say. Thank you. Splendora! Splendero! Yeah. I was. I like to feel that my brain is floating actually above my head. God, I feel like time. that too. Sometimes I wonder if my head is floating uh, bodiless, or if uh, the world is attached to my bodiless head. That's a great. That's a great idea, Tim. The the fact that you think of the world attached to your body because when I'm, a lot of times when I'm walking down the street, I feel like I'm underneath the planet and i'm actually holding out the planet with, with your feet with my feet yeah do you ever think about um sometimes i like to drive down the street and imagine trees street signs anything that's planted in the ground um i like to imagine the part of the whatever i'm looking at that's underground yeah like how it's a tree looks yeah like the, how the tree looks the same above the ground as it does below the ground kind of I mean, well, yeah, like there may be so much as forty uh, percent of the tree underground that you don't see. Maybe sometimes more. way more. Yeah, yeah, equally, maybe fifty percent. But uh, say, take like a a street light. There may be as much as six oh, feet yeah. of cord of, cable. No, uh, uh, pole. Oh, there may okay. be like six feet of pole underground. That's what she said to hold it up. Wait, did that work? <laughs> I don't know if that worked no. or not. No. Damn it. Um, but damn, a pickup line. Hey, I'm a a street light. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got six feet of pole underground. <laughs> what? Mm, yeah, I gotta go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh my god, Duffy. Buy some potatoes. Buy I'm some really, potatoes. Really yeah. So, um, you have a Momar Gaddafi impression, don't you, Tim? Oh, oh yeah, I've got a wonderful Momar Gaddafi impression. What? Uh, here's let's my hear here's hear my impression of Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, um, he looked like he had a pudding face. Pudding that's face. a that's a decent impression. I, I had a different. I have a different yeah, impression. Yeah. Would you like to hear my impression of yeah, Muammar do, Gaddafi? Do, uh, do, uh, show us your impression of yeah. Muammar Gaddafi. You know, I think he was a misunderstood uh, philanthropist. Really, <laughs> and uh, you are uh-huh. thoroughly wrong. That's um, well, that's Jared, that Jared, was, you what's your what's yeah. your impression? Here's my impression. Okay, all right, we gotta get straight for this. I will kill all the people. Oh, that was that was a pretty good impression, Jared. Um, I know you can't see this at home, uh, podcast listener, but Jared was shaking his fist, uh, wrist wee. <laughs> Wristly, wrist. that's, that's my way of saying wristly, uh, as if he was holding a tin can full of beans um, and trying to listen to the beans shaking, the two uncooked beans in a tin can. Um, apparently, this is what 
Jarrett thinks of Muammar Gaddafi. So for all our Libyan <laughs> listeners, um, what's Jarrett's uh, cell phone number again? It's uh, 316-772-1438. <laughs> Except for that last number is wrong. It's a seven. It's not an eight, seven. Right. Right. Wait, what's the country code? It's one. Yes. It's America. America is yeah. number one. One. Uh, of area course. Code country code. America is the is the first at fatness. They're the number one at uh, wasteful. Do we have the most fat chicks? Because I'm in the right place. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of fat chicks. We're number one at NASCAR. Definitely. What? Turning left. So NAS- that makes us that makes us automatically I know, number one at turning left. I know it's, what a uh, car is. What's NAS? NAS is a Sorry, uh, is an acronym <laughs> stating uh, for National Aeronautical Sand Comb. That wasn't funny, Jarrett. National Aeronautic Sand Comb. Oh, oh, you said sand comb. Sand oh, comb. That's hilarious. What the fuck is, is that, a sand is that comb? Made it, is that made is it sand funny? comb? Yeah, is that another well, abbreviation? No, when or, uh, I just I just came. What does that sand comb stand for? When you you got to comb through sand. Oh, it doesn't stand for anything. Sand comb isn't like another little sand comb is yeah is, is another acronym. Acronym. <clears throat> no, is that the word? Yeah, acronym. Yeah, yeah. duh. I know. I got weird smell. <laughs> got weird. Oh, hey guys, <laughs> would you smell my whole life? <laughs> Uh, Would you smell my whole life? Smell your whole life. <laughs> life? Yeah, I, I hope to. I already haven't done that, Jarrett. You're older than I am, remember? But you should smell your whole Good luck. life. <laughs> oh, you got it. Good job. Uh, Tim was using a lighter to light a, a cigarette uh, inside. No, dude, not a fucking ah, cigarette. We don't God. smoke. We're inside. not smokers. What the fuck, Jarrett? You know what? My mom might hear this, all right? Chaffee. I love you, Mom. Um, guys, when I went to pee in the bathroom just now, oh, there's you check a out Brent's toilet mold. Yeah, I. Well, it's funny you mention that because I looked at the, his toilet and I was wondering if Brent has ever uh, cleaned a toilet in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing, like, I, I actually looked into the bowl of the toilet and flashed back to every toilet that has ever been in a house that Brent lived in. <laughs> and just, like, like, looking at the various levels of blackness in like the toilets. At, at once you were this in is... every house that Brent has ever been in. You were, like, in every bathroom that Brent has ever been in. Okay, so here's my philosophy on cleaning toilets. I just don't do it very often. That's a good philosophy. That's good. uh, How often is not very often? I think the last time I cleaned my toilet was in July. 2002. No, no, no. It was this year. July or August. Okay, but all right. So I'm not just outright talking shit on you because let me just walk you through the whole thought process when I was staring into your toilet. First, I thought, okay, here's this uh, decaying toilet. <laughs> Porcelain doesn't decay, man. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think Brent has ever cleaned a toilet. But then I was thinking, like, kudos to Brent. You know, what the fuck's the point of cleaning a toilet bowl? Yeah, you, you You're not going to get sick it. from a fucking toilet bowl. No. And so I was thinking, you know, Brent, as a creative person, you know, has better things to spend his time on than cleaning a toilet. I've actually thought about cleaning it lately. Every time I look into it, I have the same thought as you. Wow, that's a disgusting toilet bowl. It looks really nasty. It's like, um, I don't know, if you went to a place that hadn't ever been used except for pissing and shitting in. And if, if you haven't used your toilet for cleaning, you know, that's what it looks like. 
But see, I'm, I'm a slightly obsessive compulsive and also extremely concerned about what people think of me. Like, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying that that's a big hang-up that I have. Like, that's something that I strive to get over. Mm. Um, I strive to be a good person, yes, but not worry so much what people think of me. Therefore, like, I am obsessively clean. Like, I just get neurotic about it. Yeah, your house is always spotless. <laughs> I'm, I'm a neat freak, sort of. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get better as, as far as, like, the areas in my house I use. It used to be I had three piles. One in my... Oh, four piles. One in the bedroom that I don't ever use. One in the office room, or I guess it's a dining room. It's just a pile. Then my garage was a pile, too. But I organized that. I had to. I had to organize my garage. It's badass. It has all of the Brent stickiness to it. And then my basement is a giant fucking pile. So I'm working on three piles now. I used to have four, so I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But one thing I really respect about you and Jared Brent is you guys are very free-spirited and highly creative people. And like like Chelsea, for example, she's an artist and she's pretty messy, but it comes down to, like, what do you put your thought to? And I think I put too much thought into cleaning. Like, I ignore things to clean. I don't know, man. You write a lot, you know, and you're constantly updating the website and stuff like that. I do, but, like, oftentimes I'll be in a creative mood, and rather than create, I destroy by cleaning. You know what I mean? You're destroying a mess. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't do that very often. I know. I, I do it. Destroying mess. I do it actually... It, I think psychologically, I do it because it's like, in a way, it's creating, but it's like the lowest common denominator. Well, of you creating. know, if you have a space that is free of debris and nice to be in, then your mind is more clear, in my opinion. And that's why, I mean, my my room here that I, I base all of my activity in, it's like I've always just slept in the room where all of my stuff happens, you know? Like, slept in my living room forever, you know, because that's where I do everything. When I was a kid, my mom didn't really let me have activities outside of my bedroom, you know? She's, she's a neat freak, too, you know? And so, like, all of the stuff I did was in my room. So I just got used to doing everything in my bedroom. If I had a big, giant space, I would love it. I would love to have a warehouse, a huge-ass warehouse where I could just, like, spread out and then have a bed somewhere. I hear what you're saying. Um, I guess for me, what the way I view my own like cleanliness habits is that I it's tantamount to masturbation. So like you have the urge to create or be productive or masturbate. <clears throat> uh, you don't necessarily have the urge to masturbate, but that comes about because it's uh, instant gratification. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm sitting down to write something, but I'm all alone, so. I can I can masturbate. <laughs> Ergo, I will masturbate. <laughs> Good. And but what happens is, and and this is just like a, another hypothesis of mine. I feel like um, after I masturbate, my body is an influx of hormones. And uh, Jared, will you grab me a beer, please? I'll take one. Um, I, and I feel like um, I'm groggy. Yeah. And I'm less uh, apt to create something. Well, it it takes a lot of stuff out of you, you know. It does. I mean, it takes. I I think it takes a little bit of protein out of you, and so you're compelled to eat. And also, or... um, like semen has a lot of different uh, creative. creativity. Well, yeah, it's a very creative substance. Thank but you. beyond that, it's full of vitamins and minerals. And so, as as soon as you spend your load, 
you your body just immediately packs more in. So it's like siphoning from the rest of your body, like your uh, your nutrition. It's like um, it's like a const a concentrated burst of your vitality. Yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it, and yet you feel compelled to do it like in lieu of something like three or productive. four times a day sometimes. Yeah, and and what happens is uh, you expend that energy that 12. you should have or could have used. A, a friend for of mine, a friend of mine, something used to say that if you jack off less than twelve times a day, you're robbing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's a theory of drug use that is like um why are people anti-drug are they are they pro suffering yeah um pro suffering are you talking yeah. about like uh true yeah because okay so uh, po- politics you know like you got the right and the left and the right is generally less okay with drugs and the left is generally more okay with drugs and the, the right in general I mean, I I don't really care about this divide most of the time, you know. Like, I I think it's a a bullshit construct, it's in my sham, opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. But I mean, th- there is something to say about left-sided brain people and right-sided brain people. I'm a right-sided brain person, so what does that mean again? That's that's forget. your creative side. Okay. And the left side is your analytical. You're side. You're right-sided brain people. Right, and so uh, the left brain, it's actually the source of negative thoughts. The rational mind. It's like proven in a study that I read recently. I can't. I can't yeah. cite anything, but um, it's the source of negative thoughts. And your right side is more the source of positive thoughts. And so your left side is more concerned with following a rigid set of rules. And your right side is like fuck the rules. And so, in general, liberals tend to use more of the right side, and conservatives tend to use more of the left side. Can I? Um digress but on topic yeah um npr recently mentioned and of course this came from npr um that they did us they they were talking about a study in which they studied the amygdalas of the left and the right and they found that conservatives had a, a larger amygdala and that's the fear center yeah it's the Crazy. it's the part of the brain that controls the fight or flight or flight mechanism yeah. but it also controls the emotion of fear and you can kind of see that in right-wing politics, a lot of like fear of, oh, I'm Terrorists. I'm gonna lose all my money. Like people are gonna take my money. Um, they're gonna rape me. They're gonna they're gonna break in my house and yeah. And steal I need my, my gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need to yeah. protect myself. And also, you need God. Well, you know what? God yeah. will protect you. Mm-hmm. In my you opinion, take a balanced approach. Take take a balanced approach. You know. They're right. Again. People are out, out to get you, you know. But also, it's not true, you know. People aren't out to get I've you. always been a big fan of the old Greek dictum, so uh, speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, yeah. You know, or um, there's like a Christian saying, like, uh, trust God but lock your doors. Yeah. That's another good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like, protect yourself, but don't be fear- fearful. God, God helps them who help themselves. Right, and I'm about to help myself to uh, all the money in your pocket. And a gun. Um, <laughs> and and a gun. I'm going to help myself to a gun. I am, I'm reaching for my bow staff, <laughs> a.k.a. my big stick. Yeah. Um, Is that a sexual innuendo? innuendo? <laughs> but they also, in the same study, and also, I might add, they... They did give a caveat during the NPR presentation of this study. They said that um, they kind of like called to question the study. 
which you know you can always take a study for grant or for what it's worth you know but they said that um they something like the 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 democrats at the, in the study had a more developed corpus callosum which um has a it's the connector between the two lobes of the brain oh so, so more able to connect uh disparate uh disparate thoughts yeah more um disparate able disparate. to control rational thought but like this this whole study stinks of bias in my opinion well okay so the way they do these studies they have like a control group you know which is like this is, these are the people that are going to take the test, but they're the average. And then they have, then they have like that. That'd be like the centered people or whatever, like the like down the middle, the control. politically, yeah, the control group. And then you take the left and take the right or whatever, and they they do these things. But there's there's always some flaw somewhere. I mean, not always, but you know, like science is really great. I love science. I read a lot of science. Um, but sometimes you're reading something, you're like, this is obviously made up or bullshit or who the fuck decided to fund this stupid thing. A a lot of it's like trying to prove things that have been known for centuries, you know, or that are intuitively correct. Right. Yeah. Well, the the study made sense to me because if you watch Fox news, a typically conservative, I have a note on that in just a second TV show, uh, they spout a lot of hatred and fear. So if if you're consuming this media that supports your ideology and these people who are supporting your ideology are promoting fear, um, which is the quickest way to human action, um, then, of course, your amygdala is going to be better developed or oh, yeah, greater it's, developed. Yeah, it's going to – it's like a – there's an old Native American parable, basically. This kid's like, hey uh, – there's like two wolves, right? One's good and one's bad. How do I know which one's going to get bigger? And the old wise man says, whichever one you feed. Yeah. You know, it's that like whatever you practice, that's what you become. And because of like current studies of neuroplasticity in the brain, um, whatever you give your attention to, the actual section of the brain grows. Right. Because your your brain is developing that section of the brain. Um, quick note. I said it was a corpus callosum that, that uh, Democrats had greater development of. It was actually something like the prefrontal lobe. Because the corpus callosum just is I think the messenger between the two lo- sides of the brain. But it was the it was something like the prefrontal lobe because it, whatever the rational thought is. The prefrontal lobe is like the most front thing. It's like the most highly developed uh, mammalian brain feature. <clears throat> yeah, it, it wasn't the corpus callosum, no. Okay. Actually, corpus callosum, uh, a study showed that women have a greater development of the corpus callosum, hmm. which means that they're better at multitasking than men. Oh. That's why if uh, the whole argument about like a man watching a TV, the you know stereotypical woman's trying to talk to the man while he's watching sports, he's just like, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't hear anything yeah. that she's saying. Yeah. It's because men are less... Um, able to multitask divert their attention and yeah like yeah. S- uh, divide their attention I feel that but um a similar thing too that i've heard is that women have uh poorer depth perception than men is that why they're bad drivers it, yeah actually because um like let's say 
I didn't mean to sound so emphatic <laughs> by agreeing to that, but uh, <laughs> it was your idea. Let's say, um, and this happens to me in Chelsea all the time, but let's say I'm waiting at a stop sign and there's steady traffic coming from both directions and I'm trying to turn left. And I see an opening that is wide open for me. And I take that left turn. Chelsea, a lot of times, would be like, Tim! What are you doing? And I'm like freaking out because I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, that car almost hit us. And I'm like, no, it was way off. It's because we have different abilities of depth perception. Women. Do you uh, think it's because their eyes are smaller? (laughs) I think it's because their smaller eyes are closer to their smaller brains. Okay. Well, women are just smaller in general. (laughs) Yes. Except for really, really, really big women. Yeah. Giantesses, like, like squat giants. Is there a scientific condition where um, people's eyes are too far apart? Yeah, it's called uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gut laugh. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Gut laugh after uh, fe- fetal alcohol syndrome or fast. Yeah. Uh, so back to Fox News. Just real quick. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I have two no, notes. No, one on Fox News, take one on uh, brain plasticity. Yes. Uh, Fox News. Recent study has shown... People who watch Fox News are less informed about uh, world events than people who watch no news at all. Wow, really? Yeah. That makes no sense. <laughs> well, it's because Fox News shows a lot of fluff. They're like, war on Christmas. That was the one of the examples given. Like, right. War right. on Christmas. Like, what the fuck is this? You know? I read a book um, by Bill O'Reilly once that... Almost the entirety of the book was about the war on Christmas. Really? And it was thoroughly ridiculous. That's what people who watch Fox News are reading. That's, I mean, that's what they're reading. They're reading fucking Bill O'Reilly, and that's his, you know, they got these weird sticks, you know. It's not based in reality. It's just like all this weird distraction type stuff. They call it infotainment, Fox News. Right, right. Because it's not really informative. I don't consider it entertaining unless you're... Looking for jollies. Actually, you know, uh, who's who's the one guy who uh, Glenn Beck? Yeah, he's actually a smart motherfucker. Glenn, he's ridiculous, but he's actually a smart motherfucker. He's intense. Yeah, and he's entertaining in his intensity. Yeah, but I, I think he, I think he's actually pretty smart. I don't know um, some of the stuff he's done, like uh, going, say, talking about the banks in particular. You know, he has yeah. he's got this whole thing about anti-fed you know which i'm anti-fed you know that, that shit can get you shot if you're the president if you're anti-fed and you're the president i mean all of the presidents whoever tried to dismantle the bank have been either shot at or shot and killed interesting yeah kennedy being the last one hmm. he had on his desk like a bill to uh get rid of the fed you know and then he was boom gone yep it's conspiracy theory type stuff, but, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, second note, uh, brain plasticity. Yes. They found that if you have a meditation practice and you follow it steadily for six weeks, your brain physiologically changes. Yeah. Your brain changes so in big, big ways. So, to all you listeners out there, if you have never tried meditation, uh, always, if you've ever been interested in trying it, you've never done it, you should book I got was how to meditate. I can't remember who it's called, but it's who is by it, but it's fantastic. Some of the early studies of neuroplasticity revolved around, um, children that had, um, um, 
I'm trying to think of what the condition was. Cephalocephalitis, something like that. But basically where fluid builds up in their brains as a child. And it actually can be really painful because the pressure builds up uh, inside the skull. Okay. But basically it depletes the brain. And so there's like a really like a shell of a brain rather than a full brain. I've heard of something like that. I, yeah. But they... But they still have all their capacities. Yeah, okay, so I heard this thing where this guy, he basically had, like, a half an inch of brain touching his skull, and the rest of it was fluid. Right. And he had, like, a really low IQ, but he was still a functioning human being. He yeah. held a job. He basically didn't have most of the things that we consider brains. What's cool is, if you get brain damage, then other parts of your brain try to overtake those functions. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It it's it speaks to the amazing quality of our brain. Have you ever heard of foreign accent syndrome? Where somebody just like wakes up and has a foreign accent? Yeah. Or it gets was bonked in the head. It was first discovered in Belgium. Uh there was a woman who um she got some shrapnel from a a bombing raid from the Germans and what the brain damage that it incurred on her brain caused her to have foreign accent syndrome. And it's so I, weird. Ironically, she sounded like she had a German accent in the Belgian language, and she was ostracized by by her peers because she sounded like she was German. Uh, World War Two, really? Yeah. And that's uh, kind of how they discovered foreign accent syndrome. So it's not like you genuinely have an accent of some foreign language, but it just tends to sound like something like that. So in other words, you're you're talking dumb. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, it can happen from stroke or brain injury. Yeah. Uh, we should uh, try to induce that in Jared. Yeah, How do we give Jared a stroke? Um... That's another FAS. What was the other one? Feed him. Heavy Fetal metals. alcohol syndrome. Yeah. Foreign accent syndrome. <laughs> What's another FAS? Uh, NASCAR. Na- Nascombs. Nascombs. <laughs> um, Nascombs. So, do you think we ought to do a recipe? Yeah. Uh, do you want to take it while I pee once again? Okay. Kay. Sure. Uh, okay, folks. This week, our recipe is uh, something I've had quite a few times. It's really good. Uh, I found it in a book of recipes. It's pretty normal. And then I added my own touch to it. So originally, the recipe was pretty bland. I I didn't really like it that much. Okay, I'm just going to say what it is. Okay. First, I think I can hear you peeing, Tim, over the microphone. (laughs) Uh, I need to soundproof that toilet. Just run a tube down, let you pee straight into the tube or connect in it. Anyway, uh, so, uh, why don't you help me with this, Tim? The recipe. Okay, well, I'll give you the recipe for the week, and then I'll give you a variation that I thought of while I was urinating. The recipe for the week is, um... What, what, what's the name of the recipe? It's called Water, Water, and Oil. Okay. Uh, the ingredients are water, and the second ingredient is water and oil. Uh, you mix them, and you have your recipe finished. Um, and I think is that's it, a great recipe. It's they, something is it hard to get these ingredients. Uh, mm. Most of the time, water. If you've been drinking a lot, you can get it straight away. But you might have to get up and go to the tap, or if you live in a uh, third world country, uh, 
like filter some out of your sewer. I th- also, I think there's a very important question that has not been asked, and that is what type of oil is used. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. We're, we're, don't use motor oil. Don't use Ed- synthetic kind of or oil. edible oils. Yeah. You could use oil pressed from a human body if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like you, you squish the hair of uh, an <laughs> 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 uh, I was thinking liposuction. You know, you can oh, like, yeah. reduce That's, the yeah. fat mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. or just turn it into uh, an oil. Put somebody's hand into a vice and you squeeze it. It's really hard and you just like clamp it down. <laughs> yeah. And eventually you get some oil out of it. Yeah. Um, okay. D- so the variation on the recipe that I would like to share and – I might be embarrassing Jarrett by mentioning this uh, variation, but um, a couple weeks ago I had a dinner dance, and I invited all my closest friends over. Um, yeah, I was there. Brent was there. Jarrett was there, and Jarrett brought Did the water, water, and oil recipe. But here's what he added: he added ice and heat. I didn't try any of that. You, the, the what? Heat adds like a spice. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was or heat. what? And ice, ice. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't heat. Ice? No, 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 no! It was heat. But yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, but what you it, said? Yeah, I'm heat. sorry. Wait, I fucked it, was, it up because you said ice? you said Wait. dryness, right? I, I, I took it out of the freezer. I took I, I took something out of the freezer. I took something out of the freezer. Okay. Was it dry? It it wasn't smoking. That's. It was in the freezer, though. Okay. So it was and out I of the freezer. The freezer tends to dry things out. What are you talking about here, Jarrett? It was freeze, I freeze it dried. Okay. Yeah. So and it was water, it, it was water and oil. Water, 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 and oil. Something from the freezer. Something, Something from, from the, the freezer. freezer. Was it frozen? I gotta say it was. Were you Were you drunk was. when you made it? Made it's this? Just, it's just a hard. Thing? It's a hard recipe to. It's not easy. I feel like maybe he was drunk because why would you add anything else besides water, water, and oil? Well, water and water <laughs> plus the oil. That makes that makes the whole uh, experience. That's that the traditional recipe. You, uh, yeah, and and when did you, you get that from a book? Of I already said I did, so we get to say I did. Um, yes, you got that from a book, right? Why are we confused about this whole recipe, guys? Well, I'm I'm confused because I said heat, and I think Jared did add heat, but I I want to say he added dryness because you know, I thought he said something about that. Shit, you know my memory is just fucked. Is it's, it? Have you been hitting the water, water, and oil too like, much? <laughs> I hope you don't get FAS. <laughs> I know I took something out of the freezer. Okay, fat ass syndrome. And then <laughs> I, Jared I is a fat ass. If no, if you guys haven't seen Jared. All of our listeners out there, podcast land or whatever, whatever land. Um, Jarrett <laughs> is a really motherfucking big guy. I don't, I don't really think I weigh that much. Dude, we posted some pictures on the website that are of Jarrett, quote unquote. Yeah. They're from years ago. Yeah. yeah. Jarrett has blown really? up. I, you know, I haven't really changed my diet that much. And well, you I, must have. Did you eat uh, uh, you want some sh- well, some fecal matter? What of, I got to uh, say. What I gotta say is one thing good about being fat is that everything hugs you. Everything hugs you. You know, you walk to the door, you get hugged. Do you get a hand hug or you a get, you leg down, hug? You sit down in the in the in the booth, and it, the booth hugs you. It's got you on all sides, and you just feel so comfortable. Hug in the booth. It's like they made the booth the exact size 
for you. It was. It's like it's like putting on a fresh tailored shirt, but you're sitting in a boot booth. Um. So, how many tickets do you have to buy when you get on a plane, Jarrett? I mean, if you're taking your friends and family. Three seats. Oh. Three seats. Um, friends and family. Yeah. Five, six, six. Okay. So I just I just get three. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just get three because I, I he don't like sitting next to people. Well, yeah, and you only have one friend and family member, and they're the same person. Yeah. There, I only have one friend. It's me. <laughs> I love you, Jarrett. Let's be my friend. Let's be cousins forever. No, but I I really think that being fat is more of a it's it's like this dude. Fat is really an insensitive term. I don't appreciate you using that in my house. Okay, yes, being overweight. I feel like I'm being overweight because I love gravity, and I I just want more gravity, and I can't get enough of it, and I feel like the only way for me to get more gravity is to. Pack on the pounds. Pack on the pouch. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. I just I just need more of it. Do you feel like you're greedy? Gotta get more. Are you gravity greedy? Are you greedy with gravity? Is there a shortage of gravity Touché. out there? Touche. There is not. <laughs> I mean, who am I stealing from? Who I mean, am I stealing from? I mean, they. I mean, if when you walk by a group of people and they all start floating up because you're sucking up all the gravity... They're just going to find their gravity somewhere else. So, no, exactly. there is no shortage yeah, of gravity. That's what I'm saying. Like, as they're floating up and you're laughing at them and they're crying and their tears are floating up also, <laughs> um, you know, they're going to find the gravity somewhere. Jupiter's not that far away. There's plenty of gravity in the universe. So, can I tell you guys what I want to do someday? Please. I want to dig a really, really, really big hole to the mantle and then and then cover it with uh, something, like a door that I can open. Then do I want to build a tube giant tube to outer to outer space just outside the earth's atmosphere and then i want to open up release the door mantle into, into the atmosphere into the space i want to create a second moon you want to <laughs> you want to create a second moon don't second you, moon you don't understand what that's going to do to the earth though it's going to suck it up a little bit the earth's going to have to suck it up for starters the moon is pretty so you'd have to come up with something equally as pretty or prettier? Oh, I got it. As material is flying out of the mantle, throw glitter. Amen. Mm. Yeah, that is a great uh, idea. Gonna have to be a lot of glitter. Dude, in the US we can produce a lot of glitter. Yeah, we just shave all metal. Shave all metal into glitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. How how big is a piece of glitter? How much does a piece of glitter weigh? It's about five. Okay. So uh, we need how many of these f- pieces of glitter? How many glitter can you fit on a truck? Weight? Like seven? Seven. Seven. Is, I think that's a maximum load. Actually, yeah. you'll get pulled over if you have eight. It's, it weighs, yeah. I've. Too much. Oh, wait. The, num- the amount of glitter carried in one day, that is a good uh, thing to know. And I don't know it, but it's, a, yeah, I would, you know, if somebody else knew it, I would say, man, that's, he knows a lot. I, I would look at somebody who knew that. And appreciate them as a person. Okay, so check it out. And that's the only way I would appreciate Look, another person. If we don't build the tube long enough, what's going to happen is the mantle is just going to create a, a, a new crust around the earth that's going to be floating up in the sky, basically. Uh-huh. So it's going to block off all light and kill everything on earth. <laughs> well, so So we have, to build, we have to build it long enough to where we can get it out into a, a reasonable <laughs> orbit and then possibly even uh, contain it somehow or 
uh, create a miniature black hole that everything will accrete around. Where are you going to be observing all of this from, Brent? Uh, Space, probably. Hope you enjoyed that first part of this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for the second part um, where it gets a little hairy. Uh, There's a surprise that happens in the middle of the second part of the podcast. So look forward to that.